Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast. Today, March 21st, 2021. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we thank you for your presence, your protective shield over all of us, all your children everywhere in the world. We thank you even for protecting those who have not known your name because you still want them to know you. We pray that at the speaking of your word, many in bondage shall be delivered. And for your children who have already believed, Lord, that your countenance will shine upon them this day, as you enable them to break free from whatever yoke that keeps them from serving you fully. In Jesus' name we pray. We plead the blood of Jesus over every person and over this whole area and wherever you are watching or listening. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our instrumental is taken today again from our brother Caleb Brassi. May the Lord continue to bless him and continue to enlarge his coast. We are continuing with our series, The Holy Spirit, Helper, Teacher, and Guide. The series outline, you already know, but I'll just go over them very quickly. The first week was a promise. Then, followed by the Holy Spirit empowers Christ's followers. Peter's speaks was the third week. Fourth week, why every follower of Christ needs spirit empowerment. The fifth week was a personal journey. And the sixth week was the Holy Spirit leads the body of Christ in the early church. Seventh week was religious leaders fight the Holy Spirit. The eighth week, which was last week, church organizes without the Holy Spirit. Today, consequences of rebelling against the Holy Spirit. Next week will be, but the work of the Holy Spirit cannot be stopped. No one can stop God. Followed by the Holy Spirit in the 20th century. Twelfth week will be the seduction of Pentecostal leaders, the rise of the World Faith Movement. Thirteenth week will be the awakening in the 21st century. And the fourteenth week will be look to the skies, the hills, for the dawn approaches when our Lord is coming for his bride. Today's topic, consequences of rebelling against the Holy Spirit. The outline, on whose foundation is your church denomination built? Two, rebellious slash disobedient church leaders sabotage Christ's mission. Three, major areas slash doctrines of the Bible disobedient church leaders mutilated. Four, consequences of the rebellion. God is looking for those who believe his word and study his word, and act on his word, and live according to his word. Praise the Lord. On whose foundation is your church denomination built? That's a question. First scripture, please. I read from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 18 to 22. For through him we both have access that one spirit to the Father. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, 
Jesus Christ himself, being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Note verse 20 especially. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself obviously being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, not physical, being joined together grows into a holy temple to God. Always remember that. So I'm going to come back to that thing today. Let's please. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 9 to 13. For where God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. Praise the Lord for his word. Note again verse 11. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus, the chief cornerstone. Any other thing laid on that foundation that is not following in the steps of Christ is false and must be rejected. Please pay attention to today's broadcast. For followers of Christ, this may be the most important teaching you will ever hear. And I don't say that for anything, but please, you understand why. If you have questions, concerns about the, after this broadcast, I ask that you search the scriptures, number one. After that, don't go to any human being. Take your concerns and questions to the Lord in prayers. Because he will then tell you whether what you heard and search the scriptures are true or not. Whether he has changed them from that time of the Lord's resurrection and ascension to now. In today's broadcast, we will examine the consequences of living out the Holy Spirit as churches organized. We will assert that most denominations and church organizations in the 21st century are not built on the foundation of Christ and those other apostles. Because of the following, number one, they have made their followers to believe that buildings are churches. Number two, they have continued to divide the body of Christ into two classes. The higher class called the clergy, or pastors and Jews, and the lower class called the, lower, the deity or the followers. They have merchandised God's grace, as they have sold it. But God's grace is free. But they charge for it in one form or the other. At the end of the broadcast, you, my brother and my sister, are listening. We'll have to decide whether to take God's word, which is the scriptures, or the words of human beings, who are mostly prophets of Baal, which are the so-called church traditions that members of most denominations and church organizations must adhere to. 
ask yourself these questions at the end of this broadcast. Is the building culture that I attend now, or the denomination that I belong to, built on the foundation of Christ and apostles, or on the foundation of human beings and in some cases of demons? If it is not built on the foundation of Christ, you will have to know whether it is right for you to continue to be part of it. Some may argue, how can so many millions, nay billions, who belong to these rebellious denominations be so wrong? And I will reply, that type of question must have been asked by the rebellious people in Noah's generation who perished during the great flood. How many again were saved? Eight, incidentally. That type of question, faulty reasoning, must have been asked by the disobedient people of Sodom and Gomorrah, who perished in fire and brimstone from the skies. How many were saved? Remind me again. I believe it's three at the end of the day. That type of question must have been asked when the Lord and the apostles preached to their generation. Remind me again, how many perished when Jerusalem was overrun in 70 AD? And the Jews are still suffering as a result of their disobedience more than 2,000 years ago. Remember, we don't do God's favors by believing and by being faithful. I want you and I to always remember that. Next item. Rebellious slash disobedient church leaders sabotage God's mission. Last week, we spoke on how churches after the apostles ignore the warnings of by our Lord and apostles as they bureaucratized and created hierarchies. The ensuing struggle for supremacy as churches bureaucratized created the opportunity for Satan to enter the fray and take charge of proceedings. As a result of their rebellion, they began to give heed to seducing spirits and to promote unbiblical doctrines because they can no longer hear from the Holy Spirit. You can't reject the Holy Spirit and expect him to see be speaking to you except to ask you to repent, retrace your steps and come back to the cross and restart the journey. Whoever called attention to doctrinal errors was cast out and declared a heretic, sometimes killed. The rebellion against the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the vicar of Christ on earth continues to this day. Rebellious churches that arose after the death of the apostles, which I call apostate Christianity, set about sabotaging the gospel. The results of their mutilations, doctrines and commandments of human beings, that's the result, are with us today. Followers of Christ of the early centuries were powerless, as there was no written Bible at the time. Only the leaders had access to the Torah or the Old Testament writings and parchments that would eventually comprise the New Testament. The leaders ensured ignorance reigned supreme by making an offense for those not belonging to the clergy, the ruling class, to possess a parchment of scripture and or to read one. Even in our day today, 
even with the overabundance of Bibles, false pastors and overseers want their followers to still be ignorant. They dish out lies and falsehood from the pulpits. And the more ignorant their followers, the more these falsehoods love their followers. Next item. Major areas slash doctrines of the Bible disobedient church leaders mutilated. Number one, they denied the role of the Holy Spirit in the Church of Christ. That means that the Holy Spirit was available to all believers to teach and guide them according to God's word. Next scripture, please. John chapter 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Not fit that he will abide with us forever, not to stop with the death of the apostles. Next scripture, please. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Praise the Lord. Is the Lord speaking only to the apostles? If it is okay, then he won't be speaking to the leaders who came after them. But if we know he was speaking to them and us, does it mean he will only teach them and not teach his other followers? No. He was going to teach all of us all things, you and I included. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. John chapter 16, verse 13. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ has made everything so clear to us. The Holy Spirit is given to guide you and I into all truth. Because God's word is spirit inspired and therefore must be spiritually interpreted. He says whatever he hears, he says he's not going to speak as he wants to speak. But as he hears from son and father, that's the implication. He will tell you things to come. He will guide you into all truth. Not the leaders, not the clergy, not anybody, but all of us. Praise the Lord. Contrary to the scriptures we just read, you can see. Rebellious church leaders thought that only they can interpret the scriptures. By that act, they replace the Holy Spirit as a teacher of God's word. They thought that the works of the Holy Spirit Christ's authorized representative who is supposed to remain with us till Christ comes and then with the death of the apostles. And once they were able to have the Holy Spirit out of the way, church traditions became commandments. And those church traditions are often doctrines based on doctrines of human beings and demons. They thought that membership in their church organizations and denominations and the sacraments that they have created were the requirements to go to heaven. By that teaching, Christ's sacrifice was insufficient. You know, he died on the cross, yes, but you see the other things we need to do. That's the meaning. Works as defined by human beings became the way to inherit eternal life. How many of them died on the cross for you and I? Number two, they thought that buildings are churches. That is 
physical buildings are churches. Let's go to please. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 9. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Praise the Lord. Human beings are God's building. Those who are believed are God's building. Not physical structures. I will read this because we've done it before. We've read it before. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the sense and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone, Jesus the chief cornerstone, the apostles they built and they will continue to build and build, in whom the whole building, being joined together, grows into a holy temple to the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Human beings are the dwelling place of God in the Spirit, not physical structures. More than 200 years after the destruction of Jerusalem Temple, the only place God dined to say he would put his name. Apostate church groups began to rebuild in some Korean churches. Buildings will get bigger and bigger as time went on. Today, few believers know that buildings are not churches. Few know that human beings are the church. And few even know that a church is not about numbers. That a church is wherever two or three believers gather with the Holy Spirit present and directing that fellowship. That's a church. The tough thing they did, they created two classes of Christians. The clergy laity divide. A divide that elevates Christians above other Christians contrary to God's instructions. Clergy laity divide is unbiblical. It's criminal. The enthronement of the Levitical priesthood is an affront to God. It's a denial of the high priesthood of Jesus Christ and the all-sufficiency of his sacrifice on the cross for our sins. The creation of Levitical priesthood led to the creation of masters and servants in the churches, where the clergy are the masters and the rest are servants to do what they are told by the master. This creation of the Levitical priesthood Deny followers of Christ their true position as being priests. I'm a priest of God. And you are. Under the high priesthood of Jesus Christ, Son of God. Praise the Lord. Christ had abolished the Levitical priesthood. When he, as a high priest of the new covenant, carried his precious blood and offered it to his father. For the propitiation of humanity's sins. Let's see the scripture, please. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 11 and 12. So, if the priesthood of Levi, on which the law was based, could have achieved the perfection God intended, why did God need to establish a different priesthood with a priest in the order of Melchizedek instead of the order of Levi and Aaron? And if the priesthood is changed, the law must also be changed to permit it. Praise the Lord. 
if the priesthood is changed, the law must also be changed, which means the law establishing the priesthood of Levi was abolished at the cross. Or man being said to reinstate it or to create the master-servant relationship that continues to exist today in most of the churches or buildings called churches and denominations. Tragic. Number four, they thought that believers are not priests. I've already said it in a way. Unless those they ordain, that means one means will ordain somebody to become a priest or a pastor or whatever you people talk about. Let's that's scripture, please. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. Praise the Lord. Please note this scripture. You are holy priests because the Lord has opened the door for you to go straight to Father God because you are covered now by His blood. And God sees only the righteousness of Christ in you and nothing else. That's why you offer spiritual sacrifices when we sing and praise Him. If not, you and I have no right to go to God in prayers directly. We offer sacrifices of praise and communication with Him because Christ has mediated that for us. Because we are priests. Let's please. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Praise the Lord. You are royal priests because you are the king's children, the king of kings. You are a holy nation, a separated people to God. God owns you, God's own very possession. As a result, we are supposed to shine the light, allow Christ to shine his light on the world. Because he called us out of the darkness into his wonderful light. But these wicked people brought darkness and have decided to hold people into bondage with ignorance. Number five, they merchandise God's grace. Before 1500, some apostate churches saw what they called indulgences to their followers. They used their money to erect larger and larger cathedrals and for their own comforts. What were indulgences? They were payment. They asked for their members so that they have reduction of sufferings in purgatory. Some people may have one million years in purgatory, some 10,000, but when you pay, it's brought down. Purgatory is an intermediate place for souls to suffer, according to their teaching, for, this, for their sins, before admittance into heaven. Of course, there's no such thing as purgatory in the Bible. But what is the 21st century equivalent of indulgences? It's the teaching on tithes. What it says like this, God prospers those who pay their tithes faithfully. 
Why does you fail to pay suffer material loss? It has stopped that, no problem. It's still evil and wicked. But the most wicked about this false teaching is that it is a sin not to pay tithes. And that those who fail to pay tithes will go to hell. If you are in any church where anybody has said that, run with your life. He or she is a servant of the enemy. Payment of tithe denies the all-sufficiency of Christ's sacrifice, just as indulgences did. It is a works-based doctrine, just like purgatory. It will take those who believe it to heaven. Because they are doing other things, denying Christ's salvation by their actions. Number six. The fallen leaders align with the worldly leaders. The bishop of Rome used the Roman emperor's power to supplant and lodge it over other bishops during their struggles for supremacy. That support ended with the Roman emperor becoming to all intents and purposes the head of the rebellious church in Rome. In fact, at that time, the church in Rome could be referred to as the Constantinian church after the first emperor in Rome that embraced supposedly Christianity. The power play of the Bishop of Rome will serve as a template for churches in other patriarchies and areas. Succeeding leaders, that leaders after them over the centuries, will follow that template, form alliance with the powers of the day, use them to support you so that you can get advantage over other church leaders. For centuries after the fall of the Roman Empire, whoever was the head of a rebellious church in Rome was the most powerful world leader. In fact, whoever was there had the power of life and death, just like the emperors before them. Consequences of the rebellion. From the time churches went into rebellion to now, that means from that time of second, third, fourth, century, whatever time, it, it didn't happen in the days, you know. Darkness has been a constant in the world. Because those who were the light of the world had allowed the enemy to replace the light in their hearts with darkness. With such darkened hearts, it was predictable that rebellious Christian leaders would join the world to commit and inspire such wicked acts. Murders. Killing those that don't look like them. Looting resources of the weak and making laws that disenfranchise their fellow citizens. The world has known no peace for thousands of years. The wars, so many wars, so many hundreds of millions die. Famines, plagues, earthquakes, and other human and natural disasters have been the order of the day. Because there was nobody to intercede, or at least few were interceding, but the truth is, God allowed the darkness because we invited the darkness, the world invited the darkness. The church allowed it and collaborated with them and said, darkness, come. And God can't say, well, no, well, so it came with the disasters. And wars, diseases, sufferings, domination of the weak by the strong, humanity's inhumanity to others, we continue to dominate this world's landscape until the Lord comes. That is scripture. Let me repeat. Wars, 
diseases, like this virus that everyone is running away from, sufferings, domination of the weak by the strong, humanity is inhuman to others, it will continue to dominate this world. You cannot make this world better. This world is heading to extinction because it defied God. And those who are called by God to shine light and stand in the gap, join them to oppose God. What do you think the result will be? All these have happened. And will continue to happen. Because those that were sent, as you and I, to, to challenge the nations with the gospel of Christ, abandoned the message. Rebelled against the Holy Spirit. Rejected God's rule. And embraced the world and its rulers. Let me repeat. All this have happened. And will continue to happen. Because those that were sent to challenge the nations with the gospel of Christ. Abandoned the message. Rebelled against the Holy Spirit. Rejected God's rule. And embraced the world and its rulers. But that wouldn't be you. Make a decision today. Go through this broadcast again. And go to the Lord in prayers after reading the scripture, the scriptures. And pray and intercede for your own people. Your brothers and sisters, your relations, your nation, your country, the world. Not that these things will not happen, but that they may know the truth. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters. Making it into eternal life. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters. Have that as a mindset. Nothing else matters but to make it to eternal life. And you cannot make it when you are compromised. When you are joining the world to challenge the Holy Spirit and thereby challenge God. No, you can't hear from Him. We're going to sing a song. Remember, everything is about Jesus Christ. Even the Holy Spirit said, whatever He will tell us is what He hears. He will tell us. The Lord was stricken. He was smitten and afflicted because of you and I. And he gave us the Holy Spirit to teach us and guide us. And what did we do? We abandoned sheep. He was stricken. Smitten and afflicted. We see him dying on the tree for us. It is the Christ by you and I that we rejected. Yes, my soul. It is He. It is He. It is the long-awaited prophet, David's son, yet David's Lord. By His Son, God now has spoken. It is the true and faithful word. Tell me. Ye who hear him groaning on the cross, was there ever grief like his? Friends, through fear, his cause disowning, fools insulting his distress. Many hands were raised to wound him. No one would interpose to save him, you and I, because our sins were there, condemning him on the tree. But the deepest stroke that pierced him was a stroke that justice gave when Father God turned his face away from him. Ye who think of sin but lightly, yes, we think sin is light. No, it's not. Now suppose the evil great, 
Here may view its nature rightly. Here its guilt may estimate. Mark the sacrifice appointed. Look at what it costs God. See who here bears the awful load? Christ. It is a word. The Lord's anointed. Son of man, son of God. That's who bore all the brunt of our wickedness and evil. On the cross. And yet he uttered not a word. Here we have a firm foundation. That foundation is Christ. Christ, the rock of our salvation. His name is the name we boast. Lamb of God for sinners wounded. Sacrifice to cancel guilt. That's what he did. No shall ever be confounded who on him their hope have built. None. He died for you and I. He sent the Holy Spirit to guide us, to teach us. And we turned again, the same way we turned on the cross. As darkness enveloped the world. And we continue to suffer the consequences of that darkness today. And when we go to church, we shout hallelujah to demons. We shout hallelujah to the agents of darkness. So I ask you, my brother, my sister, as you go to church, building called church or the beloved denomination, is your church building? Because it's a building founded on the foundation that is Christ. If it's not, you're wasting your time and you are not going to make it. But if you are convicted, ask the Lord to tell you what to do. Only you, only He will tell you. Because only He knows what is appropriate for you and what is appropriate for me. I challenge you this day, my brother, my sister. Rise up, preach the gospel. In season out of season. On the foundation that Christ died for our sins and rose for our justification. That's the gospel. All these additions for people to steal from you, they don't help you. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, your word is here and amen. Your people have had your word. Bless all who have tuned in and those who will also watch you in some other media. May your words achieve that for which you have proposed it. May it break the yokes in the lives of those who have heard. And encourage others who have believed and have known that these truths these things are so. Preserve and protect everyone. But for above all, those who have not believed, and the hearing of this teaching and preaching, Lord, may you cause them, Lord, to rethink their positions. And as they come, Lord, Father, to the cross, open their hearts and their eyes that they may see you, your son, hanging on the cross for their sins, for the sins of all of us. And now they have access to you to make their requests and to have their peace with you, a peace that surpasses all understanding. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon their homes and their families as they go forth this week. Reboot the devourer for their sakes, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Praise the Lord. I will see you all next Sunday by His grace. Thank you for listening.